What's poppin', y'all? What it doing? Welcome back to From a Goddess Perspective. It's your girl, Diosai, up in his joints, up in his, his house, up in his design. Do you hear me, design? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't play enough. I'm not gonna say I play too much. Um, But, yeah, as you saw by the title, we are talking about depression. We talked briefly on, we talked briefly about depression and suicide in season one of From a Goddess Perspective. So if you have not listened to the episode, I advise you go spend a motherfucking block and go listen to I Got the Perspective um, from a male's point of view, from a teen's point of view of depression and suicide. So I definitely like love the episode. And so I think you should spend a block and go listen to it. It should be the second episode. But as y'all know, we get into the topic of this of discussion with the poem. And if you don't know, then now you know. Okay. So yeah, this poem does not have a it doesn't have a name, but I'm just gonna go ahead and recite it. Depression. When does it end? Some fear the dark, but that's where I feel the most comfort. The darkness holds my secrets. While the light teaches me to embrace every aspect of me. So I ask you again, when does it end? The suicidal thoughts, the long days in bed because mentally you're not prepared for the day. Hell, even a week. Overcoming depression is the motherfucker. I believe depression's father abandoned him because why in the fuck do I have to suffer because of your problems? You're a bitch and your mother should have swallowed you to prevent all the chaos you're bringing upon me. Nah, nah, fuck that. Depression, I love you. I know that's something you have never felt. So after I beat your ass, go find your dad and hug him. Because the next time you decide to visit a place you're not welcome to, I'll be sure to end what your mother should have. Oh, and one last thing. Thank you. I mean, you're still a bitch, (laughs) but thank you for teaching me how to plant my seeds in the darkness and water them with my tears. You almost won the game several times, but I was made in the jungle, so why wouldn't I grow to be Tarzan? E. Snap it up, snap it up. I think I need to say that last part again because it's my favorite. I was made in the jungle, so I would not grow to be Tarzan. Okay, I think that's my favorite part of, like, that poem. But that poem, I was going through some things. And one thing for one thing that I love to do to just, like, express my emotions and to release energy from my sacral chakra is to journal. I love to journal, and most times it turns into a poem. Half of the poems that I recited on some of the episodes came from just like writing out my emotions and my feelings and things of the nature you know so I love that poem like it comes from like a a genuine place and I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret I was recording this episode before I press record and everything and I go to see how how far along I was in the recording process and guess what y'all it wasn't recording I was almost done recording this episode and it didn't record it only recorded like a piece of it so I was like I need to get my babies an episode like we number 13 in El Salvador y'all we number 13 in El Salvador do you hear me like we we out the motherfucking country we we in other places you feel me in Nigeria I forgot what what place I ranked in Nigeria I think it was like 60 something in Nigeria but y'all like we we motherfucking lit like we litter than wi-fi and so we we just out here y'all and I'm so proud of myself because I'm like oh if I needed a little more fear to my fire to get me motherfucking lit that was it so yeah we number 13 in El Salvador we number 25 in single I don't know how to pronounce that goddamn word I'm from Memphis baby my accent is strong we number 123 in Egypt number 64 in Nigeria 
Number 55 in Slovakia. Slovakia? I don't know how to say this shit. But anyways, we lit, y'all. We worldwide up in this thing. And I'm so proud of, from a goddess perspective, you feel me? Because we started, like, wait, last year, March? Like, shit, almost two years now. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this topic, like depression. First and foremost, I'm going to give y'all the definition that Google says of what depression is because y'all not going to be on my ass talking about, uh-uh, that's not what depression is. It's like, go argue with your mama. Don't argue with me, okay? Argue with your mama. Don't argue with me. I'm just going to give y'all a definition from Google because you can't say that I ain't trying to tell you. Um, it says clinical depression. It says a mental health disorder characterized by a persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing significant impairments in daily life. That is Google's definition of depression. You feel me? Um, Signs of depression. I have a couple different signs of depression from the things that I have experienced personally firsthand and from what a couple of my clients have experienced from what I saw and from, you know, just from me being very observant and things of that nature. So wanting to be in the dark was a major, major telltale sign for like depression. Like I wanted to be in the dark all the motherfucking time. Like I, I had, I think one window in my room at the time I had them motherfucker closed. I ain't want no ray of sunlight after the rainbow up in that bitch. I didn't want nothing. So I wanted to be in the dark all the time. I didn't want to be in the sun or anything of that nature. So wanting to be in the dark all the time is top one for me. Um, another one is your mood swings. Like you have mood swings all the freaking time. Like when you're depressed, one moment you could feel on top of the world and like, okay, I can, I can, I can overcome this. You feel me? Like I can. I can do my shit and get to a better version of myself and then boom, something else hit. And now you just sad and like mentally, like you just, you can't fucking take anything that the world has to dish out or issue out that day. And then boom, you, uh, you, you go, shit, you got anxiety. So it's like, you have a lot of different like mood swings, like when you're depressed. So it's not like, oh my gosh, she's sad all the time. Oh my gosh, he's, he's, um, He's just like real happy all the time. Like, no, when it comes to depression, a lot of people are good at hiding how they truly feel. I was one of them. Excuse me. A lot of different people. A lot of people did not know that I was fucking depressed. I was depressed. I was going through depression for eight plus years. And I tapped, I tapped into, um, I talked more about like depression, how I overcame it. And like what started my spiritual journey, which depression started my trigger, I mean, triggered my spiritual journey. I talked a lot about those things in my ebook, A Beginner's Guide to Spirituality. So if you have not went and copped your copy of my ebook, A Beginner's Guide to Spirituality, then what are you truly doing? I received so much feedback from the people who have bought my, who have bought a copy of my ebook. And y'all, when I say I am so excited for part two, because if you thought part one was good, part two is that motherfucker. You feel me? So I want to say shout out to y'all who have purchased a copy of my ebook, A Beginner's Guide to Spirituality. I love all of the feedback. Like I'm loving it. Just keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. And go over to From a Goddess Perspective or click the link in the description to go get your copy of my ebook, A Beginner's Guide to Spirituality, part two. 
lunches to I mean lunches um sometime uh later this year but um yeah go get that um but yeah you do have mood swings all the fucking time you feel me so a lot of people are good at hiding that they are going through depression like a lot of people were a facade like when I say they wear that bitch and they wear it well they wear like a good wig baby a good wig a good hd wig they wear that motherfucker well you feel me another telltale sign is loss of appetite and for others they bury their emotions in their food meaning they uh overeat they have excessive eating habits so they will have um what is it slim jams hot chips uh a whole bunch of other shit that I can't name right now at the moment. They would have, like, a, a lot of different snacks, all their favorite snacks, even snacks that they haven't tried before, like, in their room, and they would just, like, just be eating. They would just be binge eating and, you know, just in their phone or looking at the TV or just, like, listening to music. So a lot of people bury their emotions in their food. That is a telltale sign for depression. Like, I know for some people, like, we just greedy. I know I'm one of them. Like, I have a... I have a couple snacks on my bed. I have me some fresh cucumbers. I'll have me some hot fries because, you know, we got to keep the balance. Um, I'll have me some oranges. I love oranges. Like, I'll have me, like, a whole bunch of different fruits and vegetables and a whole bunch of other snacks. And you be like, oh, my gosh, you okay? Like, yeah, girl, I'm just hungry. Like, I have to eat a lot after my sessions with my clients. I have to eat for, like, two people, two or three people because... Like, it's a major energy pull. Well, it's a major energy exchange from having to, like, tap into their energy and connecting to their ancestors and seeing who it is that wants to, you know, bring the information forward. So, I would say when it comes to, um, when it comes to, when it relates to depression and a lot of people burying their emotions into their food, pay attention to how they are um, acting when they're eating because body language can tell you a lot. Like, from how a person acts and reacts to certain things, it can tell you a lot about a person. Like you, They don't ever have to open up their mouth and say anything. And the loss of appetite for some, that one was a major one. I've seen a couple of people who really didn't eat. Like, they would just pick over the food, and they'd be like, okay, I'll eat it later. And that food is in there, like, two or three days later. And it's like, oh, I forgot about that. And it's like, no, they haven't. They just like, they're a snacker. They don't like to, they don't like to eat like actual food. They just snack on different things. And like, okay, I'm going to eat this. And, you know, they, they find fulfillment off of that. Like they're not in the mood to eat because of the things that they're going through and that they're not talking about. Another one is crying all the time or quick to anger. Y'all, we all know a couple of cancers. They say cancers are the um the most emotional of the zodiac i have a couple cancer friends and they not really they're in my opinion they not really too emotional like they real they really would cry um when it's just like some emotional shit like if they see somebody else crying and they gonna cry of course but other than that my cancer friends like they don't they not they don't cry all the time i just had to say that because you know people always talking about the cancers and how they overly emotional you feel me but, yeah, crying all the time is definitely, like, another telltale sign. Whether they're crying in front of you or they're crying, like, privately. A lot of people, like, if they cry in front of you 
then it's like, okay, they're seeking help. Like, if you ask, like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Sometimes we be hungry, okay? Sometimes we be hungry, and we don't know how to say it. Hello. But not for they be crying all the time, or they be quick to anger. Quick to anger was a big one for me. For the longest, which I was quick to anger. You feel me? Because let me, let me plead my case real quick. I was going through depression. And on top of that, I grew up in Orange Mound. I grew up in Orange Mound. I'm not from Tennessee. I'm from Memphis. I grew up in Orange Mound. I went to Melrose. Like, so you had to have, like, a quick comeback for everything. Like, because if you didn't know how to check, if you didn't know how to jump, my man, they was going to make that shit hard for you. So it wasn't that I was quick to anger, like, out of spite of somebody. But you had to put on your motherfucking poker face because a motherfucker could try you. And you have to, you know, join their ass real quick just to, you know, simmer they pot down. You feel me? Simmer they little tea pot down. So, quick to anger was, like, a big one. Even, um, I would say even after depression, I, like, I was quick. No, I wouldn't say after depression because that started my spiritual journey. So, I was working through my emotions. And I was doing, like, breathing exercises and things of that nature. So, quick to anger was a big one for me when it came to depression. You feel me? Like somebody could tell me, Oh, why your shoes not tied? I would I would run off at them at them. I'd be like, Oh, you tell me why my motherfucking shoes not tied? Why your hair not done? Get your motherfucking hair done before you talk about my shoes. And the only thing they wanted to do was look out for me. They just wanted to ask me why your shoes weren't tied? Since you finna cross the street in this puddle, and if you step into this puddle and your shoes are tied, you may trip and, and, and hit your face. Like, I'm, I'm a clumsy sometimes, you know what I mean? So, some people are quick to anger when it comes to depression because they are suppressing their emotions and they don't know how to express themselves and they have a fear of being vulnerable. So, that translates to aggression, it translates to anger. You feel me? So if they are not in touch with their emotions and they're just like suppressing them and not and just acting like everything is all jolly holly, then they will be like quick to anger because that is the only way that they know how to get their point across. And that is the only way that they feel as if others will listen to them. So that is another one. And another one is one of the last ones that I have written down is not having the drive to do anything. You always in a funk. You you know, you we all know somebody that was just. You just, they just couldn't stand to just do nothing or see nobody else happy. Like, at all. Like, they always in a funk. Like, you just, you open up the windows to let some sun in. They throwing a shoe at your head telling you to close that motherfucking back. Or you asking them, like, you know, do you want to go out uh, for for drinks? Or do you want to go out? And it could be something that they love to do, but they don't want to do it. Because they, they just feel like, why am I going to do this? And it's kind of like coming to, like, folding clothes as well. Like, they have a pile of clothes that needs to be folded. It's like, oh, why am I folding clothes? So you can know, like, so you can know where, like, your clean clothes are. And so you can not have that pile of clothes in your floor. So here's a uh, little quick PSA. If you got clothes in your room right now or in your laundry room that needs to be folded, fold them clothes, please. Thank you. But not for real, a lot of them, they don't have the job to do anything. The only thing that they want to do is sit down and just, like, be to themselves because that brings them fulfillment because some people when it comes to depression they feel as if like oh those around me they should know how it is like how I'm feeling right now they should know how I feel like if you say that you know me how you know me you should know right now that I'm hurting inside that I feel as if I'm dying that I feel as if like 
nobody fucking cares. Like, I really don't want to be here. So that's sometimes that is why a lot of people who are going through depression, who are dealing with depression, that's why they are always in a funk. That's why they don't have the drive to do anything because they feel as if those around them don't give not one fuck about what it is that they're going through about nothing so sometimes it is why they are always in a funk so before you ask that person do they want to go somewhere check on their mental health like check on their mental health like ask them like how are you doing mentally like and as a parent I feel as if that is important like check on your children like ask them how are they doing mentally you're like oh girl how you doing or hey son how you doing like no check on their mental check on the mental see how they're doing mentally is there anything that, that they need to talk about do they need anything from you you feel me? And check on your strong friends, too, because your strong friends, sometimes they get tired of being a strong friend. Sometimes they get tired of having to, oh, excuse me. Sometimes they get tired of having to go and check on everybody and be the superhero to everybody in their world. Check on your strong friends. See how they doing. Like, it's very much so appreciated, like, for, you know, for those people to genuinely, to genuinely check on their strong friend because, they could be going through some stuff, but they'll never tell you because they feel as if, like, oh, they already going through some stuff. Or, yeah, hey, I'm considered a strong friend, so I'm not going to, you know, put this up on them. I'm going to keep on going with a smile. And then sometimes being that strong friend all the time, that could lead to depression, you feel me? For some people, if they don't know how to balance it out and manage it well. So if you got a strong friend, check on them right now. Check on them, send them a text or call them and just, you know, check on their mental health and see how they're doing generally without you wanting anything, okay? And here are a couple things that I've uh, I written down, like, where depression, like, stems from. Just from the things that I've experienced and from um, firsthand of what I've observed from some of my clients and from just, like, people in my day-to-day life, you feel me? Um, depression... Uh, stems from one of the things it stems from is childhood trauma resurfacing childhood trauma resurfacing emotional and financial stress social media family family problems aka toxic family members we all got a couple of them okay um not fitting in with others and and suppressing how you really feel now childhood trauma that is a big one that is a big one a lot of people feel as if like oh girl I can go on by my day and not have to worry about what happened to me when I was young. Like, of course, like, don't nobody want to go on with their day worrying about, like, oh, my gosh, yep, this happened to me when I was younger. Um, I'm just going to, you know, leave it alone. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to just, like, sit here and just dwell on what happened to them when they was young. They just want to continue to live their lives. But childhood trauma resurfacing is going to resurface in every situation possible. So, you could have something that triggers you like, oh, my gosh, like, uh, like, for example, when you were younger, you could have gotten into like a bad car accident. Um, you know, you weren't driving, of course, like you were a passenger and stuff like that. And with and then now. So now you have a fear of getting in the car with other people and you have a fear of just like trusting others. And you don't know where it stems. We're just like, I don't know where it comes from. I just can't be in a car with this person because they're reckless driving. Like sometimes. It'd be a lot of people out here who be drifting and, you know, speed racers. I know a couple of them. I'm not going to uh, embarrass them, but I know a couple of them. They just be speed racing, you feel me? So I, I totally understand not wanting to get in the car with certain people because of how they drive. But if you just take a moment to just, like, sit down and just see, like, oh, shit. I was in this car accident a while ago when I was, like, when I was, like, 10. 
and it led to trust. It led to like trust issues. Like I don't trust people how I should, or I don't trust people how I feel as if that I should, you feel me? And I don't want to get in car. I don't want to get in the car with her. Of course she has a good record of things of that nature, but I just rather drive myself. And it's like, girl, you acknowledge that, but now it's time for you to heal from that childhood trauma. You feel me? One of the ways to heal from like childhood trauma is to acknowledge it, to acknowledge it and to do some sort of like releasing ceremony. So if you wanted to release those emotions from your different chakras, you feel me? Because we have to store all the shit that we've been through from childhood trauma, emotional uh, blockages, emotional baggage, domestic violence, like their trauma from that, all of that, we have to store it somewhere. And guess where you store it at? You store it in your energy wheel, in your, your energy wheels, and your energy wheels are your chakras. You feel me? So for safe, for safety and security, like I just talked about the car accident, you will store that specific trauma in your root chakra. So the less that you work on your chakra is the less that their energy wheel will spin. You kind of look at a bit, look at look at it as like a fan. The lower that it spins, the more work that you have to do. So the more that it spins, that's like okay, you're doing the work. Your chakras are aligned, and you're more in tune with your body and things of nature. So. I would advise you to, like, work on your childhood trauma, like, and if it comes up, like, while you're dealing with, like, depression, that means, like, it's time to get a giggle about yourself, you feel me? Because depression, that, that triggered, like, my spiritual journey, like, that triggered my spiritual journey. A lot of people feel as if that you can, like, oh, I'm just going to start my spiritual journey today. Fuck no, you can't. You cannot. <laughs> when spirit feels as if you're ready, then you will know. And I talk about like your spiritual journey, what triggers it, um, different things that help you cope with, you know, learning your learning your different abilities, getting to know your ancestors, talking with your ancestors. I talk about crystals. I talk about soul ties. I, I talk about twin flames. I talk about so much stuff in my ebook, y'all. And shout out to those of you who got my ebook that's giving me that uh, feedback. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, a beginner's guide to spirituality part one is that motherfucker. But part two, oh, baby, we getting into rituals. We getting into the Arishas. Like, so, if you haven't got your uh, copy of a beginner's guide to spirituality, I advise you to go get it right now. Go to fromagodsperspective.com and go get your copy of my ebook. It is right now. It is on sale. So, go over to the website and get it before part two come out. But, yeah, so, childhood trauma, I definitely recommend everybody to... Go purchase my ebook because I talk about trauma and how it relates to your chakras and how you can start to heal from that childhood trauma. So start to heal from it. Because if it's showing up why you depressed, like I said before, sis, bro, it's time. It's time for you to heal from it or it's going to continue to hunt you. It's going to kind of be like that monster under the bed that won't leave you alone. Or it's going to be like that fucking child. Like it's going to be like a child that's sitting in the uh in the seat behind you on the airplane that won't stop kicking your chair. Um, it's gonna be like a Rottweiler or a pit bull chasing you down the street and that bitch is not letting up. It's gonna be like that. That is childhood trauma when you're not acknowledging it and when you're not doing the work. Childhood trauma can be a motherfucker if you're not applying yourself and doing the work. So get to it. Um, another one, like I said before, like uh, from where depression stems from, some people go through financial, um, financial obstacles and it leads to like stress, 
it leads to them stressing financially and it leads to them stressing emotionally. So they could feel as if like, okay, I can't take care of myself. So why should I be here? I can't even provide for myself or my family. So why do I deserve, like, why, why, why am I here? Like, why am I here on earth? And it just leads to them going into like a big funk. Cause a lot of people are not go-getters. A lot of people are not hustlers. A lot of people are not going to like, you know, a lot of people don't have the tools and the necessary like wisdom for them to go out there and make more than enough money. You feel me? Like a lot of people don't have those like different tools. A lot of people just be like, fuck it. They rather do what it is that they do. You know, so that leads to, that stems to, like, depression. Like, it could be, like, mild depression, I'm I'm assuming, you know. Social media is a motherfucker. Social media is a motherfucker if you're not using it right. Let me say it again. Social media is a motherfucker if you're not using it right. Social media is, it's social media. (laughs) It's social media. Like, it's a lot of people on there that, are living a fucking fake life and if you get wrapped and trapped if you get wrapped and trapped up in that then you could be blinded you could be trying to like meet their standards of like what success looks like what financial freedom looks like what love looks like what going on trips with your friend look like you feel me so i feel as if we all at times should take a break from social media like we all should just like Wrap it up, folks. Wrap it up for a week or two or even a month and just, like, get off of social media. Like, you can utilize social media to, like, your your betterment. Of course, social media is a good place for you to go and network with other people. You can still be on social media and be off of social media. So, what I mean by that, if you have a business or if you just want to keep, like, your page active, you can keep the apps on your phone. Um, but you can schedule, well, you can schedule, uh, they have like these different apps where you can schedule like a post to post onto your Instagram or to post onto your Facebook or your Twitter or whatever the case may be. And it'll post and it'll be as if like you're still being active, but you're not on social media or you can set time limits on social media. But at the end of the day, it stems down to discipline. So some people will feel depressed because, because of social media, because of them trying to meet the standards of society or them trying to meet the standards of let's say Kylie Jenner or whoever it is that they follow on social media that they idolize. So until you gain what happiness is to you and what it looks like to you, social media is going to blind the fuck out of you every time. And you're going to feel as if that you need to one up the next person on social media, but you do not. So um, when you take a couple breaks from social media, I guarantee like it's going to, you're not going to be on social media like that. The longest break that I've ever taken from social media was a month. It was the best month of my life. <laughs> I kid you not. It was amazing. So it's easy for me to just like hop on social media and hop off. Of course, sometimes I just be on there just because I'm bored. But it's easy for me to hop on and off social media, you feel me, and get 10 times more things done versus just sitting there and being on my phone. Like if you have a an addiction like of just like being on social media, you need to sit down and analyze, like analyze your, yeah, like, analyze yourself from the past three months. In those three months, did you accomplish everything that you sought out to accomplish? If not, why? Was social media um, one of the major issues? Why didn't you accomplish those things? So once you, like I said, once you discover what happiness is to you and what that looks like, 
then it makes things a little bit more clearer. And also taking a break from social media helps with your mental health. You feel me? Because you don't have those intrusive thoughts. You can feel energy through the phone. Negative energies don't just pop up in your home and play with you from there. They play with you from the people that you follow on social media, from those around you and things in nature, just to get, get into it a little bit. You feel me? Um, and another thing, like from family problems, a lot of people, we know, we know, we know a couple of toxic family members. We got a couple of toxic family members. <laughs> Oh, shit, we all got a couple of toxic family members. Like, when I say they toxic, they toxic, you feel me? But I ain't finna put my family business out there. Shout out to y'all, if y'all listening. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> but no, nah, for real, like, toxic family members, they they make some people, like, hate their family. They make them hate their family. They make them wish that they was never born into that family based on the things that that person or people, like, put them through. You feel me? Like, for example, it could be, like, um... It could be an auntie who always in some shit, who always started some shit, who got this slick, reckless mouth, but won't nobody, won't nobody touch her, won't nobody tell her about, won't nobody tell her about herself. And once you try to get up and tell her about herself, everybody got a problem with you, and now they disowning you and things of the nature, and boom, like they wanting to fight you and all of that. And it's just, it's different ways that like a family member or your family can become toxic, but those toxic family members don't make life any more better, honey. And it kind of makes them feel as if, like, oh, I ain't trying to, I, ain't, I don't even want to have no more children. You feel me? I don't want to have no children. I don't want to bring no children to this realm because this family is so fucked up. Like, this family is so fucked up. I don't want to bring no children to this family or none of that. And you also have a couple instances where they want to have children just to prove to their family or to prove to themselves that they can have a functioning family without the arguments without the fighting without the confrontation and things of that nature like they want to prove that that generation of curse of toxic family members or toxic family is not going to be repeated and it, it is and it stops there you feel me so and the other one was not fitting in with others there was this guy that I went to middle school with just to give y'all an example of like not fitting in he was he was a nerd he was a nerd, and which means that he just, he liked, he loved math. I fucking hate math, but he loved math. Like, he was more so the, the person that, like, stayed to himself, but he would like to engage in conversation here and there. Um, they, people would go to him for, like, the answers on the test, so they would, um, he would get, like, the, um, what, what they call it, the little, the little test, no, the answers, he would get the answer keys, and then that's when they would want to be his friend, they want to be his friend for the answer keys, he would feel as if that he worked his way into, like, they, uh, their social group, and boom, they back to checking him, talking about him, and just, like, treating him like shit, and he, he was going through, he was going through things, you know, he was in foster care, and things of that nature, so he's, he went to school seeking that, comfort and seeking that like you know that that jolly holly that jolly holly happiness and like you know from his peers and he didn't receive that so it's just like of course like he acted out in school because of his peers treating him a certain way and because of the things that was happening to him at home and not fitting in I mean I ain't really had so many friends and when I was in school, from elementary to middle school, I ain't really had so many friends. Like, I was considered weird, but now I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, at all. you call me weird, 
I'm, I'm, I'm clapping in your motherfucking face. It's like, oh my gosh, you see it now? Now you want to be in my motherfucking world when in 2006, I feel like I'm Gucci Mane in 2006. Mm-mm-mm. When I feel like in 2006, you was just telling me that I was weird as fuck and that you ain't want to be around me. But now you see that I'm owning my shit and that I'm truly happy and authentically living in my truth. Now you want to be in my world? Girl, bye. Boy, bye. <laughs> So, like, not fitting in, it could be a Debbie Downer, but it also teaches you how to be observant, you feel me? Because I am very, I'm observant as fuck. When you think I'm not paying attention, I'm paying attention, I'm taking notes, all of that shit. Like, it's one of the best things, it's one of the best qualities to have because, like, if you're interested in somebody, like, for me, like, if I'm interested in somebody, like, I'm going to be very observant of you, pay attention to your different um, shifts and energy, moods, all of that before I actually pounce. So I like to study my prey before I actually move on it. But not fitting in, it can lead to depression because you feel as if that you're like, like, I don't fit in. Why am I here? Like, I don't have any friends. Like, so, and I go home to all of this bullshit, all of this chaos, and then I got to go and then I got to go back to school and be in more bullshit and more chaos. So, so it's like, why am I here? And that leads to depression. I mean, and that leads to like suicide, suicidal thoughts as well. You feel me? And suppressing, suppressing how you really feel is a big one to me because if you're suppressing how you feel, how you truly feel, then how do you expect your um how do you expect your loved ones and your friends to truly know how to love you and how to genuinely like be there for you granted those around you they be swearing that they be knowing you like oh girl i know how you like to eat your cereal you want like a lot of milk on it because you don't drink milk like that and yeah yeah whoop whoop it's like sis i don't eat cereal no more like, so what are you talking about? So it's kind of like, it's some, like, sometimes some people feel as if like, okay, you my family or you my friend, you should know me. Like, you should know that right now I'm sad. But it's like in other cases, like, you have to speak up for yourself. Like, even if you are depressed, like, you have to speak up for yourself. Not even speak up for yourself and get help, but speak up for yourself and let them people know, like, hey, I'm going through some things right now. I need for you to shut the fuck up and get out my face. Well, don't say it like that, but... Just express yourself, figure out a good way and a good method that works for you for expressing yourself. For me, when I went through depression, a good uh, a good form of expression was journaling, was poems. Um, Yeah, it was journaling and was writing poems and sometimes it was painting. So find a good outlet, find a good outlet and put your boundaries up. Once you are truly ready to like get out of depression, like put your boundaries up, like Put that shit up and stop suppressing your emotions because everybody don't read minds like me. Like, don't nobody read minds like me. You feel me? Don't nobody receive them downloads from spirits like me on how you feeling. Nah, for real. <laughs> everybody got abilities. Like, but reading minds is it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, eh? I don't know why I just told y'all that. Um, but yeah, so stop suppressing how you feel and expecting other people to know how you feel. You feel me? Like, speak your truth. Utilize your throat chakra. Don't block it off okay okay and sometimes they feel as if like they're like when they tell their friends like okay sis like hey i'm going through i'm going through a lot right now i'm so depressed my home is a mess like my room needs to be clean like i ain't cleansed it in a while like my dishes they're overflowing like sis i don't know what to do and at work like i'm going through a lot 
And you know, sometimes with what they friend to do to them, they'll call their bluff. They'll call their bluff because they be like, yesterday you was just kiki and ha-ha and all up in my face. We were just out for drinks. How did I miss this? Like, how did I miss this? Like, so they call your bluff because you wasn't going around moping and, and hollering and stuff like that, telling people like, oh my gosh, guys, I'm fucking depressed. What do I do from here? Where do I go? And they like... No, you're not. You're not depressed. Like, so they're in the in that denial stage. So that is, like, why a lot of people, like, just suppress and just, like, hold off on telling people that they are depressed until they overcome it. Because, number one, they don't want them to be holding, like, that magnetic uh, glass over them, trying to examine them. Like, were you depressed, dude? I don't see you being depressed. Depression does not have a face. It does not have a face at all. Literally, you could be good today and tomorrow you could just be like not feeling the world. You could not be feeling anything. So that's why a lot of people don't tell others like, hey, sis, I'm going through I'm going through like a rough time right now. And I don't know how to I don't know how to say it. And I don't know how to express myself because a lot of people, a lot of their friends will call a bluff. They will call a bluff and that leads to them feeling alone and unheard. No one should be, no one should feel alone. No one should ever feel alone. You feel me? When we have billions of people and it's, and it's freaking weird. Trees, I don't know how many people is on earth, but earth is kind of ghetto. So I don't know why they ain't put me on Mars or some shit. But, <laughs> but a lot of people feel alone and they feel unheard. And that goes back to them not utilizing their throat chakra. You feel me? Because we got to throw some accountability in there. You feel me? Like, or the unheard part, they could like be crying out to you through their actions, or they could be crying out to you through, like, um, let's say, when it comes to their actions, they could be, let's say, it's a, it's a, um, it's a child, they could be acting out in school, or at home, they just burning up shit, setting shit on fire, and all of that, and they don't know how to tell you, like, hey, mom, I'm going through some shit, I don't know what it is, but can we sit here and talk, or in your in your household. Y'all are not big on expressing your emotions. Y'all are not big on even talking about your emotions. Y'all, you ain't never seen your mama cry in front of you. You feel me? Not that you want to see your mom cry, but it's just like when you see your parents, when you see your parents show their emotions, it lets you know that, oh, I don't have to suppress how I'm feeling. I don't have to, you know, always be hard body. I don't have to always have my mask on the side, like running the show. I can tap into my feminine energy and let her come out. So that's why a lot of people feel unheard because growing up, they parents didn't ever talk about their emotions. They didn't ever know that. I mean, they didn't ever like talk about like how they truly felt. So in adulthood, they do the same thing. They're like, oh, I'm not going to talk about how I'm feeling. Shit, my mom ain't doing what I'm doing it for. Like, I'm just going to keep it to myself. And you keeping it to yourself is going to make you feel alone. It's going to make you feel angry. And that's not that's not good at all. You feel me? So, and another thing, when it comes to your awakening on your spiritual journey, like, I created a pla- I created, like, a place with my business partner called The Oasis for the Women. I'm like, I wanted to create a sanctuary for the men as well like the men and the the goddesses and the gods of this realm because our men deserve a place where they can go to and you know and receive that comfort and receive that that um that safety and security that they look for and receive the answers that they need 
when it comes to whatever questions on why the sky is blue or talking about aliens or talking about like the energy that they feel in their astral projection or, you know, those little things. So I wanted to create this community for a, a while. Like, so I'm creating a spiritual community. I did a poll on Instagram to see, like, if I were to create a spiritual community, like, would they join? Like, would y'all join? Because I've been wanting to do this for a while, you feel me? Because I have a lot of information from spirit, and I'm still receiving lots of information from spirit. So, I talked to my ancestors, and that gave me the go-to. So, spirit, the spiritual community is on the motherfucking way. I'm not going to announce the name of it until the week that it launches. So, it launches the 22nd of this month. So if like if you wanted to know more about taking accountability, full moon rituals, the Arishas, um, balancing that your masculine feminine, how childhood trauma affects you as an adult, sex magic, tantric magic, I mean tantric sex, how to venerate your ancestors, and so much more, tap in on the 22nd. There will be a fee to join, but it's only going to be like $20 to join like monthly because like... You got to take into account, like, all the information that you're going to be getting. You're going to be getting a weekly post. We're going to have monthly Zoom meetings. We're going to have uh, spiritual retreats. Like, I'm super excited about all of this. And I, it's important for me to bring to my community, like, a safe space, like, a sacred space for men, uh, for the women, like, of the, of the world, of the spiritual community, and for those who are embarking on the spiritual community. So, we can lean on each other and know that, you know, we are not in this alone. So on November 22nd, have your $20 ready to join. Like it's a monthly fee, but you, you're gaining like a lot of knowledge, like a lot, a lot of knowledge. And on the 22nd, I'll definitely go into detail more. But men, gods of the world, goddesses of the world, kings and queens, I got y'all. Like the spiritual community is launching on the 22nd of November, the week of Thanksgiving. So I love y'all. And yeah, so before we tap out, I have a couple tips for overcoming depression. Okay. So one of them is, of course, to sit in the sun for a minimum of 10 to 15 minutes. Sitting in the sun is healing. Sun gazing is healing as fuck. Or just like sitting there, like you could just be outside or sitting in the windowsill and just letting the sun just like shine all over your face and just like bless you in that way like sitting in the sun helps you mentally if you're having like a lot of like intrusive thoughts if you just need like that time to just like feel calm sit in the sun for like 10 to 15 minutes if you work in the sun cool but sit in the sun breathe in the air just breathe in you feel me like sit in the sun for 10 to 15 minutes journal about how you feel if you do not know how you feel, create a playlist that helps you feel every emotion, angry, sad, feeling of loss. I mean, feeling lost, happiness, joy, depressed, confused, like on top of the world, create a playlist that helps you feel every emotion because that playlist will help you realize how you feel right there at that moment or how you felt like when you were a child. And then, you know, that'll, um, That'll help you like journal about how it is that you're feeling or how it is that you felt. So listening to that music and creating that playlist, it creates, it's like a foundation for expressing yourself because we listen to certain music based on how we feel. So then that it would trigger you to like journal or paint out your emotions if you're a painter. So I definitely recommend journaling, sitting in the sun for 10 to 15 minutes, create you a playlist that helps you feel every emotion. So if you got Apple 
uh, music, create your playlist on there. If not, Spotify. You can get the Musi app, M-U-S-I, on uh, on the app store, and you can create like a whole playlist of music and stuff like that. Um, and another one is get active. Like, go for a run or go for a walk. Do some yoga. Meditate. Paint. Do something. Like, get active. You need to do something to get your blood flowing. Especially since, like, the season is changing and it's, like, about to be winter time. Because it's, like, it's, we skip it past fall. It looked like, well, fall is more so. I don't know. It's giving me spring vibes. It's not really too cold outside yet. But get active. Go for a run. Go for a walk. Like, clear your mind get you some sun and that's the perfect time to like get you like to like get in, in the sun like just go for a walk you ain't even got to go for a run like go for a walk go for like a nice 10 to 15 minute walk to help you clear your head and to just help you think and if you're not one to go outside for a walk just go walking in your backyard or something like that but you have to get out and get active go for a run go to the gym and just work out go do what you need to do to help your mental my love because if you're not putting in the work, then of course it's not going to work. Of course you're not going to overcome depression right now at that moment if you're not putting in the work. And another good one that a lot of people overlook is eat foods that are good for the chakras. Now, the uh, eat foods that are good for your chakras. Um, your crown chakra color is violet and white. Your third eye chakra color is indigo. Your throat chakra color is light blue your heart chakra is green your solar plexus color is yellow your sacred chakra color is orange and your root chakra color is red so eat foods that will help your chakras like you can eat some what is it that's red you can eat some cherries you can eat some cherries that's good for like your root chakra you can eat some oranges that's good for your sacred chakra you can wear you can wear those specific colors so if you're more so of a black person. I'm going to need you to kind of get out of that a little bit. And I'm talking to me when I say this. I love me some black. Um, because just as much as black brings you comfort, black attracts negative energy. Black is good for protection. But wearing black also, um, it attracts negative energy. And it's kind of like when you go out in the sun and you get hot quicker because you're wearing black. What do you think those negative energies are drawn to? You feel me? So definitely wear the different colors of the chakras of the chakras and eat the different foods that are good for the chakras that I mentioned earlier. Um, and set boundaries with yourself. Set boundaries with yourself and others and honor them. You have to set boundaries with other people. You have to. So if you know that you don't like to um well if you know that you need to be sleep because you got work at six o'clock in the morning well you gotta be up at like six o'clock in the morning to be to work by eight and you know you got your friends that love to talk to you until midnight and you know you need to go to sleep set boundaries with them set set boundaries with them let them know like hey past eight o'clock i'm not gonna be talking to you on the phone unless like it's an emergency like text me and like put your phone on do not disturb and when you make those boundaries with like for your friendships for your relationships like oh sis I don't like how you talk to me like that. If you call me like that, if you call me out of my name again, then we can't talk. Like set those boundaries with those people and stay firm and honor your boundaries. Because if you do not honor your boundaries, how do you expect other people to honor your boundaries? You feel me? So and another one is create a playlist um, of motivational songs and videos that will help motivate and inspire you. That really, that one helps me a lot when it came to just like depression. Like um, Ajna Sarah, I think her name on Instagram is just like Ajna. Her videos, 
back in 2018 was golden. Like, she just, you know, she just be talking her shit and helping you get your life together at the same time. Her videos were, her videos helped me a lot. And I would listen to, like, a lot of different motivational videos. Like, some of them, not a lot. I would just have, like, small little clips of certain videos that stuck out to me. And anytime, like, I was in, like, that moment of just, like, distress or despair, I would just listen to them. I would listen to them and I would kick it. And then after I would listen to those, like, different motivational songs or videos, like, one song that my ancestors play to the T, they overplayed this song in my in my spirit guides, too. It's called Ways by Jenny Ikea. I'm pretty sure I'm not saying her name right. Please forgive me. I'm country. That song, they overplayed that song. Like, they overplayed it. That song and Born Tired, anytime I was going through some shit, they would play those songs in my head over and over and over and over and over again. I'm like, can you stop playing it? They're like, nope, we gonna help you get through this. You feel me? And another thing that helps is um, watch something funny. The 85 South show is funny as fuck. Um, I used to watch the Cleveland Brown show. I used to watch, because that's funny to me. I love watching the Boondocks. I can rewatch all the Boondocks episodes, like, for forever. I'm probably, this is probably like my 10th or 11th time rewatching the Boondocks. I fucking love it. I wish they came up with some more. But watch something funny. Like, if you love watching Kevin Hart, watch him. If you love watching Dave Chappelle, watch him. If you love watching, um, I don't know, whatever you're into, whatever comedy you're into, like Tyler Perry, whatever, watch those things that help bring laughter. Laughter is a good medicine laughter is one of the best medicines like fucking laugh life doesn't have to be so hard so please 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 laugh laugh honey ha 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 (laughs) and um the last two are know that it's okay to feel whatever emotion like to feel whatever emotion comes up so whatever emotion comes up know that it's okay to feel that a lot of people be like oh no you can't be out here being sad you're going to lower your vibration. Oh, you can't out here being angry. You're going to lower your vibration. No. You are supposed to feel every emotion. That anger is going to help you in certain situations. Like you being sad, it's going to help you level up. You being sad is going to help create an even better version of yourself because that piece of sadness that you were at, that level of sadness that you were at, it, it's going to help you analyze where you were and where you want to be. That happiness that you feel, of course we all want to feel happy, but all the time we don't feel happy. So know that whatever emotion comes up, you are allowed to feel that. Just don't dwell in it. Like sit, one rule that I have, sit in it for five minutes, like five to 10 minutes. Like if after that five to 10 minutes, like you still feeling that way, it's time to do some um some soul searching. Like I need for you to sit a little longer with yourself, figure out where, where these uh, emotions are steaming from where they coming from and just like and just go deep like go the fuck deep you feel me and just know that it's okay like it's okay like you will get through whatever challenges that life is giving you and know that the certain things that you are going through whether it relates to depression anxiety suicide you're going through it to help you know, to help you tell your story, to help you tell your story and to help better you as a person, because you can meet a couple of individuals who are going through exactly what it is that you're going through. And it's certain parts of it that you have already overcame and, and conquered. And now you're helping them. You're being of assistance to them. You feel me? Like we chose our life path. So just you, you got to keep going. Like listen to Ways by Janelle Akio. 
Oh, no, I'm not saying her name right. And listen to Born Tired. And the last one is Embrace the Darkness. Wait, I see. Oh, Embrace the Darkness. Like, if depression tries to come back up, embrace the darkness. Plant your seeds and let it grow into something beautiful. Because if you try to fight off that darkness, then... You would just probably more than likely not out of 10 and back up in that dark space. So you have to get comfortable with being alone because if you are not comfortable with being by yourself, then you're going to always need for other people to be around you. The more that you find comfort within yourself and the comfort within being alone, you will never be lonely. You will never be lonely. It may be weird a little bit, but as you embark on your spiritual journey, you are going to have to go into hermit mode. You are going to, like, have to have those moments where you don't hit up anybody and you don't allow anybody to message you or anything of that nature because your spiritual team have you doing so much healing. You feel me? So much shadow work. And when I say so much shadow work, so much shadow work. You feel me? But, like, you're going to overcome it. So you have to get comfortable with being alone. You have to get comfortable being by yourself. Like, I, I at first, I mean, I'm, I'm always alone. So I, at first, like, with... Like, me having to be alone and, like, in the darkness and depression and all of that. At first, it was a little challenging because it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm just going to sit here. And it's like, okay, I'm ready to get up out. It was like, oh, my gosh, I'm drowning. Like, it's just too much for me to get through. And I had to lean on my spiritual team. You feel me? Like, at some point, you have to lean on somebody and let somebody be there for you. So, embrace the darkness, even if depression tries to creep back up. Because if depression tries to creep back up after you have already overcame it and conquered it, there's a lesson within that. Like, look for the lesson within that. Like, nothing is ever too hard for you to sit there and show gratitude. You feel me? And um, y'all keep a lookout. That is the end of this episode. Y'all keep a lookout for um, y'all keep a lookout for November twenty second when the spiritual community launches. I will tell you. I will create a whole episode separately to let y'all know about the spiritual community let y'all know about the name of it because i truly truly believe in sharing the knowledge because knowledge is wealth knowledge is worth more than the rarest the rarest gems in this world in my opinion to have knowledge is to have like i ain't even got to just like keep telling y'all like you feel me so if you want to tap into the spiritual community that I am building from the ground up, you feel me? Like my ancestors got their hands all up in it. like I'm super excited. Then tap in on the 22nd and have your $20 ready, you feel me? And I'm going to have, if you can see at the bottom, I'm going to have a couple different polls for y'all to vote on. Like when y'all would like episodes for me, because I know sometimes I do it like every week. Well, once a week or every two weeks or sometimes I just do an episode a month. So go vote and let me know when y'all would like an episode. And also let me know what are some more topics that y'all would like to um, talk about in the spiritual community and things of the nature. But we lit. Um, and until next time, peace.